Boston Bruins are off to a 6-0-1 start, and that's fantastic. 13 out of a possible 14 points so far this season. They did have a chance at making team history last night, and they quite literally handed the game to the Anaheim Ducks, which is a bit of a disappointment. But let's keep it in perspective here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, October 27th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I was oh so close to coming at you today to discuss Boston's seventh consecutive win to start the season, which would have been a team record. How cool would that have been in the centennial season? In the grand scheme of things, not the end of the world that they lost. We're going to talk about how they lost, which was not ideal, history not being made, and how the schedule is not getting any easier here as we get deeper into October and turn the page to November. First, a couple of things. You can find the podcast on X Threads Instagram at Locked NHL Bruins. You can find my, me, my hockey thoughts and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. And uh, those of you watching on YouTube will notice that I have this shiny new toque. Popped by Winners this morning, which is uh, similar to TJ Maxx for my American friends. Found this Bruins Fanatics toque for $12. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the uh, biggest Fanatics guy, as you can see my bed head here. But for 12 bucks, it's hard to pass that up. I did have another Fanatics toque with this silver NHL, and that peeled off at some point so we'll see how long it lasts before that happens thursday night the boston bruins were up 3-1 entering the ford 150 final five and ended up losing 4-3 in overtime head coach jim montgomery called it inexcusable you can't be up 3-1 five minutes left end up tied going to overtime and then go on and lose in overtime. So how did this happen? The Bruins were up 3-1. They had a power play with about 9.25 left in regulation. Had a couple good looks. David Pasternak beat John Gibson, but it just glanced off his jersey and went wide. Uh, Hampus Leno had a strong drive to the net. Gibson turned him aside. And then... A failure to capitalize on that power play, coupled with a Patrick Brown penalty with about four minutes left, really turned the tide in favor of the Ducks. And 
no disrespect intended to Patrick Brown, but I really hope that was his last game in black and gold for the time being. Um, done nothing so far to show me that he's better in the lineup than Danton Heinen, who's remained unsigned, or some options down in Providence. So Patrick Brown takes the holding penalty. Bruins had multiple opportunities to clear the puck several times. And it's not just on Pavel Zaka, who we'll talk about in a second. Linus Ulmark had the puck on his stick. He fired it into his team's bench to keep the puck in the Boston zone. Charlie Coyle had a clearing attempt that he completely whiffed on. Um, the Bruins got the puck into the neutral zone. DeBrusque took an attempt at an empty net, fired it right at Anaheim defenseman Pavel Minchikov. And then came Pavel Zaka's failure to clear Hattrick. Three times in like 15 seconds, he had the puck on a stick with a chance to clear and failed. I don't even know how that's happened. If you're having a, a garage sale or an estate sale, you're working retail, having a clearance sale, do not put Pavel Zaka out there to make any sales because it's just not going to happen. A couple backhanders that were pretty soft and easily knocked down. And then he had the puck again. Didn't even get in a chance to um, clear it before it was stripped away. Seconds later, Leo Carlson scored on a rebound to cut the lead to 3-2. to two. And then the Bruins still had a chance to win. They're still winning at that point. More failed clearances uh, by David Pasternak. Uh, Lindholm, another chance. And then it went right to uh, Troy Terry, who threw the puck to the net deflected off Brad Marsh on stick and passed Allmark for the tying goal. Things were not great in overtime either where Mason McTavish finished it off and you're not going to see a more comical and worse end to the game. I know it's something we're kind of used to. The Bruins had leads last year, particularly in game seven. Uh, against the Florida Panthers, it was reminiscent of that. Jim Montgomery said it was a lack of poise with the puck. They had opportunities. He thought the game was over twice. When you put it in the empty net, guys were whiffing on pucks, trying to go for the open net instead of using the walls as an indirect clear. And they could have extended the lead 4-5-1. They had many opportunities to do so, but they did not finish the game. It's easy to pick on Zaka, but he wasn't the only guy who failed to clear. Charlie Coyle said, you have to learn from it. It's all you can do. Nothing we can do about it now. It's a shame that happened, but they learn from it. They move on. Come to work tomorrow. Today, they're practicing today. Ready to go, and they're right the ship the next day. It's not going to get any easier as we discuss coming up later on in this podcast and there's some concerns with Brad Marchand who did not practice today. Although uh, I'm seeing here that Jim Montgomery called it a maintenance day and he should be ready to go for tomorrow's game against the Detroit Red Wings, which is a biggie. So the Bruins 
quite literally handed the game to the Anaheim Ducks. History was not made. What do we make of all this in the grand scheme of things? Uh, Let's talk about that coming up here in a moment. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From 5000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's much easier than you might imagine. We invite many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling 203-675-0071 or visiting parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com today to learn more. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medication based on your unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medical offerings, and in those recent efforts, they have added a lot of things that you might need in an emergency. You can buy gift cards for family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. Just go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code J-A-S-E-Medical.com at LOCKEDON to get the $20 discount. Promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical.com. Thanks so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on Monday. I'll be back to break down this weekend's action game coming up tomorrow night against the Detroit Red Wings and bring you all the latest on the black and gold. Subscribe to YouTube for any breaking news that comes up. I'll be sure to post a short on there in that event. So the Bruins, again, had an opportunity to close things out last night against the Ducks and extend their season-opening win streak to seven games. That would have set a franchise record, and that would have been pretty cool here in the centennial season. The Ducks made franchise history after winning, after trailing by multiple goals in the final two minutes. So instead of Boston making history, it was the Ducks who did it on Boston ice, which is not great. In the grand scheme of things, the Bruins are still 6-0-1 to begin the season, which is near perfect. 13 points out of a possible 14. And those points are important to bank here in the opening when they've had a fairly easy schedule because things are not going to get any easier, as we'll discuss coming up. Um, far too early to get overly dismayed about the Bruins because in the grand scheme of things, they're off to a pretty nice start here. Yes, it has been a softer schedule and they're going to be tested, but you can only play the games that are given to you by the NHL and 
they were near perfect in these games. Did they play perfectly? No. Is there room for improvement? Of course. And these guys aren't, you know, foolish enough to believe that they are a team that will carry on this kind of success all season long. They're not going to play at a, you know, sub or a near perfect all season long. Last year's team, uh, I don't want to call them an aberration, but that success, we knew the Bruins were going to regress a bit. They have a 929 point percentage, a plus 11 goal differential. Uh, they're still the top defensive team in the NHL. They're allowing only, uh, let's see here, after last night, 1.57 goals per game, which is tops in the NHL. So there's still a lot of positives to take from these opening seven games. It's unfortunate they weren't able to set that record. I'm still not someone who's going to say none of this matters until the playoffs. Uh, the 82 games, it doesn't matter what they accomplish, what they achieve, if they don't win a round or two or three or four. You still want to enjoy the moment. You still want to enjoy the journey. It would have been very, very cool if the Bruins had indeed won that seventh game to set that franchise record in this centennial season. Things don't always work out according to plan. And the fact that they even had that opportunity is pretty cool because they've won their first six games, almost won the seventh points in each of those seven games. And that's important in the long run because of how tight the Atlantic division is shaping up to be and how difficult Boston's schedule is going to get. Uh, right now, you have seven points separating first place Boston and eighth place Buffalo. Um, the Ottawa Senators have fallen back a bit. They've lost three in a row. Massive suspension handed to Shane Pinto, who was expected to sign at some point and help things down the middle. He's out for 41 games for some vague gambling activity. Uh, the Lightning, Maple Leafs back up in third and fourth place, respectively. The Panthers um, won the other night. They're looking to make a move. The Red Wings, of course, hanging up there. So to get these 13 points, all records aside, banking those 13 points at the moment is a positive thing for the Boston Bruins in the grand scheme of things. So history not made, but they got a point. And there were some positives, of course. David Pasternak uh, scored nine shots last night. He looks elite. And again, like I mentioned earlier, had an opportunity to add a second goal to ice things. Didn't happen. Um, Matt Patra had an assist, extending his point streak. To three games, three goals, one assist. First teenager since McAvoy, who had four-game streak and a three-game streak back in 2017-2018 uh, to record a streak of that length for the Bruins. Again, we're at seven games. The Bruins have nine games to decide whether or not to keep him up. Certainly acting the part of a bona fide full-time NHL center at the moment. And uh, once that decision is made known, 
be sure to bring you it on uh, the YouTube channel. So be sure to, to subscribe to that. As I've been alluding to, schedule not getting any easier, and we'll take a look at what's coming up for the Boston Bruins here. Uh, in a-, a new NHL season brings all kinds of possibilities. Pasternak could hit 60 again. Lidus Allmark defending his Vesna trophy win. And you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is the number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether Pasternak, Allmark, McAvoy will record more or less on their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. So win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper and use promo code LOCKEDON to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, but that's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Finally, the Boston Bruins will take on an Eastern Conference opponent after seven straight against the West. Two games against the Blackhawks. A win over the Predators, the Sharks, the Kings. Uh, 1-0-1 against the Anaheim Ducks. And tomorrow night, we have a showdown between the top two Atlantic teams as the Bruins will take on the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings, at the moment, are two points back of our Boston Bruins. They have gone 5-2-1 so far. They did lose their last game, I believe, last night against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, on the road, they're 2-1, 3-1-1 and at home. Plus 11 goal differential, 35 goals for through eight games. And this will be a good test for the Boston Bruins. The Red Wings, I should say, are third when it comes to point percentage in the Atlantic, second in point percentage. They're behind the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are five and two through seven games. So this will be a big test for the Boston Bruins tomorrow night against the Red Wings. And then after that, several Eastern Conference opponents on the docket. They'll take on the Florida Panthers, who are off to a tough start without Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblad in the lineup, but then they take on the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Red Wings again next Saturday, so back-to-back Saturday night games against Detroit. Uh, They will head to Dallas to take on the Stars on November 6th, and then uh, they will host the New York Islanders, who are playing pretty well so far, the Canadians, who are off to a surprising start, uh, the Sabres, Lightning, Panthers again, a back-to-back with the Red Wings and Rangers. And then things will get a bit easier near the end of the month where they play the Columbus and San Jose. So November is going to be a very telling month for the Boston Bruins. October has been pretty soft. Uh, Again, there's no gimmies at the NHL level, but San Jose, Chicago, even Anaheim are projected to be in the draft lottery once again this year. 
Um, and yeah, Detroit looking to prove that they are legit. Toronto is always kicking around. Florida wants to prove that their run last year was no fluke. So this is going to be a very, very telling stretch here for the Boston Bruins, who are riding a bit of a PVO high here to begin the season. Right now, they rank third in the NHL, largely because of their goaltending. 95.83 save percentage at 5-on-5, which is second only to the Montreal Canadiens. Their shooting percentage is a bit lower, 8.59, which puts them 11th. So add that all up, and they're getting uh, some good puck luck going for them this season. When it comes to high danger chances, right now they are above average at 53.33, which puts them 11th. Five on five, their shot attempt differential is 51.3, which is 13th. Shot differential is 53.09, which is 8th. So their underlying numbers kind of back up their success so far. They're on the positive side of the ledger in terms of puck possession stats, shot attempts, shots, high danger chances, and that has given them an expected goal uh, differential of, uh, where is it at? 13th at 53.56. Ninth, I should say, actually. So, again, the underlying numbers supporting the Bruins so far in terms of their success. That's been further aided by stellar goaltending for the Boston Bruins so far. And um, they're playing that tandem perfectly right now, back and forth. Both, I mean, you could say ride the hot hand, but they have two hot hands at the moment. So this split has been working in their favor so far. And um, time will tell if they continue with it in the playoffs, if they learned a lesson from last year. So, in summary, the Bruins handed the Ducks a win last night in the grand scheme of things. 13 out of a possible 14 points to begin the season. As close to ideal as you can get. And uh, there's no reason to get too fussed over last night's loss, although it would have been nice to see them make history here in this centennial season and have positive momentum going into this tough stretch. If there's any lineup changes, I'll be sure to post it on X over the weekend. If there's anything major, I'll jump on YouTube and record a short. So please make sure you're following on social media. You are subscribed on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, and never miss a thing. Continued uh, love and prayers out to our friends in Lewiston, all over Maine, in New England, praying for a peaceful resolution to the situation that's going on down there. It was great to see both the Ducks and Bruins uh, paying tribute to that last night. Please do take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you again here on Monday on a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.